All right, you're listening to Priest of Word with Dean Carmichael Jr. We're starting a series today in the book of Genesis, and we're going to start in Genesis chapter number 1, in verse number 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, when you think of popular verses in the Bible, you think of John 3.16. And not only is John 3.16 a popular verse in the Bible, but it's also very important. You think of... Luke chapter number 24 verse number 5 and as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth they said to them why seek ye the living among the dead speaking of the Lord's resurrection and you think of all the different chapters in the Bible Hebrews chapter number 10 Isaiah chapter number 53 John chapter number 3 1 Corinthians 15 Revelation 19 the the list goes on and on and on here we come to one of the most, if not the most important chapter in the entire Bible. And the reason for that, it speaks of the creation of everything out of nothing by God. And the reason why this is the most important chapter is because you take away Genesis chapter number 1, you take away verse 1 and all the verses after, you take away God's authority. And you, you take away... Not only his authority, but you take away the accuracy of the Bible. And you think about how all scripture is given by inspiration of God. That's meaning inspiration. That's God breathed. That's his authority. Take away Genesis chapter 1. What do we have with the Great Commission? Where Jesus Christ told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Well, the verses before that, he, he lets us know, he tells the church that um, he, he, he has all power in heaven and earth, and he's given us the authority to proclaim the truth. Take away Genesis 1, what authority, what power do you have? So here in Genesis chapter 1, we're going to look at the six days of creation, and we're going to break down this chapter here in verse number 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, that word God there is the Hebrew word Elohim, which is plural. So, here in creation, you, you have the Trinity. Now, there is one God, but three distinct per personalities there. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in 1 John 5, verse 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Genesis 1 verse 26. When you read on down in the chapter. And God said let us make man in our image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Over the fowl of the air. And over the cattle. And over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. That's one God. Let us make man in our image. That's one God, but three distinct persons. That's referring to the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now here in, in Genesis 1, you have the, the creation of the heaven and the earth, and this is the entire universe. First Chronicles 29, verse 11 Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Also in Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, and this verse just goes hand in hand 
with the verse we read earlier, 1 John 5, 7. Again, going back to the Trinity, it's referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. For by him were all things created, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created by him and for him. You have your what, your where, and then your why. They were created for by God for God. And this is before 4000 BC. This is cre- cre- creation. You know, um, that word created means in, in the Hebrew, bara, which is to create shape or form. And the, the famous one there, the, the more popular is, is at the Latin word ex nihilo, which means literally out of nothing. And the Bible tells us in Isaiah 40, verse 12, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and meted out heaven with the span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? The Bible tells us that God created everything out of nothing. Now, that is hard for, for us to comprehend, but it's also easy for us, because those of us who are saved, those of us um, who, who've had that, the Bible says, that childlike faith there, we are putting trust and faith that our Creator, that our Heavenly Father, literally created everything out of nothing, and He did it in six literal days. You take uh, the Earth, for example. If you go to the Google Earth map, and you look at a landscape picture of planet Earth, you'll find that the majority of Earth, when you're looking at it, is blue. What is that? That's water. 70% of our Earth is the ocean. And it's an estimated 50 to 80% of life on planet Earth is, is underwater. The average depth of the ocean is about 12,000 feet. And light only goes to 330 feet. The longest mountain range is not the Andes Mountains. It's actually uh, the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And uh, the Smithsonian does not have the world's most treasures and artifacts because they're simply underwater. And did you know that we have explored, we meaning mankind, we have explored an estimated 5% of the ocean. So think about that. 70% of our Earth we've only been able uh, to explore an estimated 5%. And yet, the Bible tells us that can be measured in the palm of God's hand. Bible says in Psalms chapter 19, verse 1, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Notice that word, handiwork, there. 189 times it's used as handiwork, Needlework is also five times. Um, the word axe, four times. Labor, four times. Um, other words, doing, art, deed. Uh, so, in other words, when God created uh, the heavens and the earth, when he created the entire universe, it was his finger work. The other words used there, axe and uh, labor and um, needlework, it's just another word for his light work. If, if you take your, your, your cell phone and you just hold it in the palm of your hand and you, you put in your password there 
and you you check you get on uh your your phone and you check whatever it may be facebook your email whatever it is while you're doing that that's that's not hard for you once you get the hang of it. it it may be hard at first but once you get the hang of that what is that that's your light work it's just like you're just, you got your phone in your hand and you're just scrolling through there and you're making a picture bigger and you're swiping and you're clicking on something. You're just doing your light work. It's not taking you much effort. You're doing a lot of things. You're searching just about anything you can think of, any question you may have, um, any in, just about any information you want right there at your fingertips, but yet it's your light work. Here's an almighty God creating the entire universe out of nothing and it's just his his handiwork his needlework it's his light work he's just going to throw a couple billion stars here he's going to create the earth here light here and he's just his handiwork it's just so easy for him and we cannot comprehend that but yet the bible tells us he did it and he did it out of nothing and he can take the entire world the this this large planet of ours that we have only been able to in all of our might and all of our knowledge and everything that we've accomplished we've only been able to really explore that small five percent yet god created every bit of it and he can hold it in the palm of his hand by way of introduction i want to look at three things about the book of genesis three things about the book of genesis uh, and, and rather genesis chapter one let's focus on genesis chapter one we're here in the we're looking at the six days of creation and that's what genesis chapter one is focused on so number one genesis chapter one is accurate it doesn't contradict bible says in romans 1 verse 20 for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and godhead so that they are without excuse. Friends, all that is written in God's holy word shows him as our creator. There's nothing in the Bible that disproves creation. It always points back to Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1. Men change all the time. Our moods change. Uh, you could be happy now, you'll be mad later. But God doesn't change. God does not contradict himself in genesis chapter number one goes with the rest of the bible hebrews 13 verse 8 says jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever throughout the entire bible we see god his authority we see him as our creator the bible is written on that foundation there's no contradiction there we see god we see his power his plan his peace that only he can give. That is our divine creator. Isaiah 64 verse 8 says, But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou art potter, and we are all the work of thy hand. Genesis chapter 1 is accurate. Just like the rest of the Bible is accurate. It doesn't contradict. It also doesn't confuse. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. People get confused when false doctrine is, is sown. When, when false doctrine creeps into the church, and when the words of God are perverted, and when hypocrisy is, is, is brought in, and when, when things are, when, when there's heresy in the church, and when there's a, a wolf in sheep, sheep's clothing that, that lies to those with a simple heart and deceives them, that's when there's confusion. But friends, when you take the pure word of God and you proclaim the truth of God's word, there is no confusion. 
There's no confusion whatsoever. And when you study the Bible systematically, and when you look at the Word of God, and you take Genesis chapter 1, and as Peter said, no scripture is given a private interpretation. Forgive me if I misquoted there. But there's only one interpretation. And when you take Genesis chapter 1, and you read throughout the rest of the Bible, it goes hand in hand. There is no confusion. There are no contradictions. Evolution will confuse you. False doctrine will confuse you. Um, certain things that you hear from different people, and you you, re you hear one professor say one thing, and one scholar say another thing, that will confuse you. The words of man will confuse you, but the word of God does not confuse. And Genesis chapter number 1 goes with the rest of the Bible. And not only does it not confuse, not only does it not contradict, but it doesn't corrupt. Genesis chapter 1 is accurate. It does not corrupt. Psalms 31 verse 3 says, For thou art my rock and my fortress, therefore for thy name's sake lead me and guide me. The creator of all the entire universe, he is a righteous God. He is a sovereign God. He created this world perfectly. He, he created Adam in his image perfectly. Adam is the one who disobeyed God. Adam is the one who sinned. Adam is the one who brought the curse upon this world. We are born in the image of Adam and Eve. We're all sinners. The Bible tells us there's none righteous, no, not one. But that's not in the image of God. God is righteous. He is perfect. And if we stand for the creation in Genesis 1, we acknowledge God as our creator. Uh, friends, when we read his word and live his word, uh, that life doesn't lead to corruption. It doesn't. He's perfect. He's just. Uh, John 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The Bible tells us the only way to heaven. Uh, wh what does evolution do? What does atheism, Hinduism, uh, Muslims, etc., what, what do they do? They lead to a corruption. Uh, they, they, they lead, they, they, they hurt the individuals, but not, not the Bible. We see not only is Genesis chapter 1 accurate, but also Genesis chapter number 1 is attacked. These, these six literal days that God created the heavens and the earth, that is attacked. The fact that God created everything out of nothing is attacked. Probably one of the most verses in the entire Bible uh, that is attacked the most is Genesis chapter number 1. You have atheism saying there is no God. You have agnosticism. Is there a God? Polytheism. There's many gods. Pantheism. All is God. Man has tried using evolution and atheism. The devil in Genesis chapter 3 verse 4, the first thing he did was he questioned the word of God. Has God said that's the first thing he attacked. And one of the biggest things that the, that the devil is using today uh, for people to attack and make an argument out of is the book of, of Genesis. Um, it's also attacked through different theories of how God created uh, the, 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 the heavens and the earth. Christians will, are, are holding the, have different theories. Friends, Genesis chapter not, 1 is not a theory. Bible's very straightforward about what happened in the beginning. There were six literal days. Well, well, that, that, that doesn't make sense. It may not make sense to you, but friends, we can't humanize God. Okay? He's, 
He he's the almighty sovereign God here. Uh, you have the day age theory that the days mentioned are not 24 hours, but they're ages and periods of time. You have the gap theory, which is actually probably the most popular, saying that there was uh, the between chapter uh, between verse one and two. There's a gap of countless ages. The chaotic earth theory is very fit for man. It makes sense to a lot of Bible scholars. There's the revelation theory that the days that um, God gave the, the 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 truth to Moses were the days uh, mentioned there. So, for example, um, on, on day the the first day that God spoke to Moses is the day He told him about um, Him creating the heavens and the earth and the, the light. And the second day uh, was uh, the firmament. The third day, land, vegetation, and so forth. Then you have the truth. That in Genesis chapter number 1, as the Bible tells us, as the Holy Spirit was, came upon Moses and he pinned down these words, there are six literal days. It was supernatural. It was ex nihilo, out of nothing. It was sudden. There was no build-up. There was no delay. There was no trial or error or process or gradual development. It was superior the animals adapted to the environment and have all that is necessary to survive and live. It was superficial appearance of age. Creation was fully complete and functioned from the beginning. God supernaturally created a full-grown earth in six literal days. Full-grown earth, friends, just like he created a full-grown man in Adam. Adam was not created a child, friends. Uh, so you have the actual the truth there. Uh, also, Genesis is attacked not only because of uh, the, the, the truth, but also there, if you, you go even further, um, of the truth of the six days, but also the, the Trinity. Uh, one reason in, in chapter number one why it's so uh, attacked is because the Trinity is present. Every person of the, 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 the Godhead is present in Genesis chapter number one. Uh, Genesis chapter number 1, we see not only is it accurate, is it attacked, but also Genesis chapter 1 is absolute. It's perfect in quality or nature. It's complete. It's not mixed up. It, it, it's, it's pure. Let's look at, at these six days here in Genesis chapter number 1. Let's look at the six days of creation. Genesis chapter 1, let's read verse 1 through 5. In the beginning... God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. On day number one, God creates, uh, first we see the heaven. Now, the Bible tells us there uh, that that word heaven is actually the word Shemayim, which is plural. Uh, the first heaven, uh, you actually have three heavens. You have the first heaven, which is the clouds. You have the second heaven, which is outer space. And then you have the third heaven, which is the throne of God. And the first heaven, which is the clouds, over in Daniel chapter number 4, and I'm going to read verse number 12. Daniel chapter number 4 and verse number 12. 
The Bible says the leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all. The beasts of the field had shadows under it, and the fowls of the heaven dwelt and boast thereof, and all flesh was fed of it. The fowls of the heaven, that's referring to the, the fowls, the birds that are, that are in the clouds. And, and also in Matthew chapter number 6, um, we're, we're talking about the, the first heaven here, which is this, uh, just the clouds. In Matthew chapter um, number 6 and verse number 26, the Bible says, Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither, neither do they reap, nor do they gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? So you have the first heaven, which is the clouds. The second heaven, which is outer space. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, in chapter number 19, in verse number 1, Psalms chapter number 19, verse number 1, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. The firmament there. And then you have the third heaven, which is the throne of God. And I'm going to read in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2. And not only is this the, the throne of God, but this is also where the angels, and you have the, the saints there, you have those uh, who, who've been saved in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter number... 12, and verse number 2, the Bible says, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth such an one caught up to the third heaven. And that's the, the story of, of Paul when he was stoned there, and uh, not very dogmatic about it, but he went up to the third heaven, which is... The, where the, the throne room of God is, the abiding place of, of God. When we say heaven, what we're actually referring to is the third heaven. When you think of heaven, someone died and went to heaven, you think of the, the third heaven. And then the Bible says he created the heaven and the earth. Uh, the earth was empty. There was no form. And the Bible says the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Of the waters. That's our energy waves. you got your energy and your matter, and your three basic types of the force field, and uh, you have uh, gravitational and electromagnetic and, and nuclear. And that was day one. And as, as we mentioned earlier, all three persons of the Trinity, of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, are all present in the day of creation. Verse, num verse number 6 through 8, we see day number 2. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Now, in these verses, you have the firmament and the waters created, and, and what happens is the waters separated. So you have the oceans, the rivers, and the lakes are separated then from the atmosphere and the, the vapor. That's, that's the firmament there. So in day one, you have the heaven, the earth. You have light. Um, missed that one. You, God created the heavens and the earth. He said, let there be light. And that's referring to that physical light. In verse 14 through 19, it's the sun, the moon, and the stars. But those are all the light sources. 
So on day one, he created the heaven, the earth, and the light. Day two, the firmament and the waters. And you come on down to verse number 9 through 13. It's talking about day number 3, which is dry land and, and plant life. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters call he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Dry land and plant and animal life. In verse number 13 it says, In the evening and the morning were the third day. Day number four. You have the sun, you have the moon and the stars. Now, in Job chapter number 38, it actually suggests that God created the angels on this day. It says, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for, for joy. And it, the Bible says in verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days in years. That's the sun, the moon, and the star, stars. Those are our light uh, sources. And and you read on down there in, in verse number 15 and, and, and 16, it talks about that. In, in 16 it says, And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Those are the light sources uh, that God created for us. Verse number 20 through 23 this is day number five. God created the fowl and the fish. The Bible says in verse number, verse number 20, the Bible says, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great wells and every living creature that moveth the water through brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. So on day five, you have the fowl and the fish. On day six, you have animals and man. So there's, it, what that referring to there, in verse, if you read verse number 24, this is referring to land animals. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind cattle creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind and it was so and god made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and god saw that it was good you have some folks who try to say that there there are many contradictions in the bible and there are many contradictions in genesis 1 and because the bible says on day 6 is when he created animals but then in, in day 5 it's uh, fowl and fish. Listen, day five is referring to the birds and then the an the sea animals, and then in day six it's just simply referring to the land animals. Uh, there is no contradiction there. But you notice here in in chapters twenty four through thirty one, and that's the biggest um, one of the biggest sections there. It's because it's centered around someone. There there's there's someone who's the highlight of this chapter. Notice that in Genesis chapter number 1, mankind is the highlight. God gave us dominion over the earth. And a lot of folks may ask, well, why isn't there more 
uh, about how God created certain things. And where, where do all these things come from? Listen, Genesis chapter 1 was written for us. We're the highlight of, of this chapter. And you, you come on down here to Genesis chapter uh, 20, uh, 1, verse, verse number 24. And look here, it says, verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. We see in Genesis chapter number 1, we have the six literal days of creation. Heavenly Father, use this message for your honor and for your glory, for it's in Jesus' name we pray.